Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That guy down there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And his new headphones are doing a remarkable job <laughs> at blocking out any white noise. That's kind of incredible. Nice find, Chris. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, you might not no longer hear me just ruffling my microphone against my shirt. So I'm sorry you guys missed that. I Listen, we always look forward to that. And also... Uh, like so these did an incredible job of of knocking out any white noise whatsoever. It's amazing, Chris. Uh, weird one one off spin off episode. It's the holidays. Holidays are busy, so I'm not gonna be all that apologetic about it because we're busy people. So we're gonna do another spin off episode if that's okay with y'all. And it's specifically because a little piece of news fell into our lap, so we decided we were gonna record a one off. But I do feel, Chris, I feel inclined to at least a say happy Thanksgiving because this is kind of a Thanksgiving episode, I guess technically and then b give me like two nerd things that you're grateful for so aside from friends and family and loved ones because i know you're i know you're grateful for them give me like two yeah, nerd obvious. things you're grateful for two nerd things i am because grateful it is a for. given Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question i mean batman's too obvious yeah Avatar's almost too obvious. You, you think on new. it. I'm going to give two. I'm going to recycle two from okay, a Pokemon podcast uh, while you think on yours. And I, I specifically picked things of like, hey, I survived another year in the pandemic. And, and some things that help me get through it is I play D&D with two of my older friends, all virtually. They're two of my friends from like back home home. And that has been a, a big like a, a big social thing for me that I've needed. You know, I kind of get my podcast. So I maybe already had something built in that other people don't necessarily. And then D and D was sort of another social outlet for me. And it's also fun. I like high fantasy stuff. I like dragons. And then number two was that I have been playing uh, quite a bit, quite a few switch games kind of all over the board lately, but specifically again, sticking in those D and D lines. I've been playing a lot of action RPGs. So I've been playing a lot of Diablo three this game called Kingdoms of Amalur and those those types of just like high fantasy, make number, get bigger types of games. And those I've probably spent a lot more time on those than any <clears> other <throat> video game type during the pandemic. So I'm going to go with those two. I'm okay. very grateful for uh, that. I am grateful for Young Justice, which nice. is a terrific animated show on HBO Max. It has been like... I think it came out maybe 10 years ago, technically. Honestly, this is a tale of resilience, this show. The show started off on Cartoon Network, um, like, years and years ago. was always at risk of being canceled. It was canceled after the second season, and it came back on DC Universe. But DC Universe first launched when it was uh, also doing um, movies and TV shows. That was one of their big things on there. And, uh, and now DC Universe no longer exists in that capacity. Now it's just comic books. But now season four is on HBO Mats. And so this is like tell resilience. It survived so many cancellations and it's gone. Like it was it was coming out when Legend of Korra was premiering new episodes. That tells you something. I think it's, it's only has four seasons, but it's been around for like almost 10 years now. But it's a great show about the DC sidekicks. Uh, really, really great show. Great animation. Not on the level of Avatar or Legend of Korra, because the on the action sequences are just different, but still great animation nonetheless. They have a few great fight scenes. Really great, I think, for American animation. Um, but some great storylines and some twists and turns. Absolutely recommend it. It's in my top five cartoons of all time. 
Um, really good. Uh, I'm also grateful for the show Ghost, which I feel like I recently talked about. Oh, uh, is oh that that's, the, that, that's, that's not Hulu. That's uh, NBC? Peacock? CBS. CBS? Yeah. I see advertisements for it on one streaming service. Or I have been I very much enjoying it. Like I look for it comes a new episode comes out every Thursday. I look forward to it. No I make sure I watch it. I've been yeah. trying to whittle down between I either want to watch that or maybe and or, you know, there's no time frame. But what we do in the shadows has a lot of appeal to me as a comedy. I've heard really good things. I haven't tried it doesn't seem like my thing. But I've heard good things about it. Everybody keeps telling me to watch Yellowstone. I was like, oh, you know, everybody's talking about it, maybe. But then I thought it was a comedy, and it's definitely not a comedy. So I'm not going to watch that noise. (laughs) I was like, what do you say? I was like, Sean, I don't think you're watching it. No, I'm not going to watch Yellowstone. (laughs) I, like, Googled it. I was like, no way. It's absolutely not. Uh, Well, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Count the blessings in your life. Uh, Obviously, pay more attention to the friends and loved ones and big things. But, hey, if you got a time to, to stop and think about your your favorite nerd things that you're grateful for. That's not a bad thing either. Be grateful. And Chris, we're going to do a shorter spinoff, one-off. I've been kind of recording all night, and I'm lazy and tired. So <laughs> hit us with this beautiful Avatar news <clears throat> that conveniently fell into our lap this week. All right. So I knew news to drop in this week because I follow uh, rapid websites that said that uh, they're going to start filming. And filming has started. This thing is real, people. Like, no matter if you like it or not, this thing is going to happen. And I wish it all its success. Um, so production has started this week. And with production starting, they need cast members. And so the cast, <laughs> more cast members have been announced. Um, but so far, that picture there is just uh, for the main cast and a lot of the producers. I do love how diverse and, and just full of age representation that those uh, creators are. So that's really good. But those creators aren't those two white guys that I love the most. <laughs> Brian and Mike. <laughs> I love how diverse, but can we get those good white guys back in here? You get those, those good. I just need two. Just two of those white guys. It's still really good balance. Two even, of them. even with two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, I keep, every time I get excited about this show, like I, I came across, I take screenshots there. I came across screenshots of of Brian and Mike announcing they were leaving the, the show. I'm just like, I'm not looking that forward to this show as much as I would be. Like this cast, it's a great cast. I think they've assembled so far on, uh, you know, optic wise and and some other casting choices too. I think it's just really good choices. Um, specifically, I think guitar is a good choice. Uh, Zuko, I'm not that excited about the actor who's playing Zuko for some reason. He's, oh, he's not giving me Zuko vibes, but you know, he's an actor, an actor's act. The guy in the back um, with the big smile makes me think of Todd from Community. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Um, but we got some major casting announcements. Uh, you know, Iroh has been cast, so that's the probably the biggest one coming out of it. And the person playing Iroh. Is Paul Sun? I should have pulled that up on my phone. Wang Lee. Sorry, I'm going to butcher names. I'm sorry, it's Paul. Um, Man, if he listens so, to this, he's gonna be pissed. The thing is, he does have a YouTube channel that he regularly like updates. Like and he he doesn't have like it's not a big following. Like especially compared to me. like I have like, how many subscribers? Do I have? Six thousand, I think somewhere around there. Mid sixes now. Mid sixes. Yeah, but 
But he has twelve thousand. Like, hey, he's just I call feel him like, up asking hey, if he wanna do I a collab like I, sometime. Exactly. <laughs> and right. Like we're in the same ballpark here. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if I take my sixty five hundred and then Sean's ninety together, we are <laughs> really close. <laughs> um but uh so the thing is, I think optic-wise, I think it's a good casting, just overall. I think optic-wise, he looks like Iroh. Like, granted, my first choice of Iroh was Jackie Chan, because I think, I think for multiple reasons, one thing, he would he would provide such prestige to this property, it would elevate it to another level. Also, he's, he's a really great actor. Like, not only comedy bits, but he can get very serious, and I know he would absolutely nail, would have absolutely nailed the role. Um, also, he would have been able to uh, I was also hoping that he would come on as a director, direct a couple episodes, uh, especially episodes like <clears throat> like the Blue Spirit, because that's an episode that's really not, I, I was not really in it, and so Jack, if Jack Chan was the director of it, he would be able to be a hands-on director in that episode, because that episode is so much, it's so Jackie Chan to me, like grabbing an object and using it as a weapon or as a escape mechanism is so Jackie Chan. It's the closest to like an action movie that we get inside of a single episode, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like a true um, like action movie tropes, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, and also the creators um, are, have been known to be very influenced by Jackie Chan. So that was my f- original cast uh, casting pick. And uh, it, it's always hard when you make a casting choice and you kind of fall in love with it. I knew it was a long shot because this is Jackie Chan. He is like He's probably the world's biggest movie star because uh, China is a huge market and uh, and he's the biggest movie star in China. And so I know it would have been hard to get him, but hey, but okay, so back to, back to Paul. He looks like he can play Iroh. Like, he looks like Iroh. He has like the perfect facial features, like even the bags under his eyes. He makes, I want to hug even, him right now. He looks like the nicest human I've ever not met. Yes. Um, even the bald spot, like, it's it it's great to me it's great optic casting and so paul is from people know him from kim's convenience which is a show you can watch on netflix people who watch that show i've only heard good things about that show i've never tried to watch it before but i've only heard good things it's a, it's a comedy show i watched a few clips just because of hearing about his casting announcement and he seems to play comedic roles pretty well he's also been in the mandalorian and so I watched a few clips of that. I also have not watched The Mandalorian. It's, it's for, I find it really hard to get into Star Wars for some reason. But, but uh, he's, he's, he's in that. I watched one clip, and I, I can get the Iroh vibes. I can get that he can play a serious role, the serious parts. Because it wasn't really the comedy aspect of Iroh that I was worried about or looking forward to most. It was more about that serious acting. Because it's going to be live action, so it's going to tip a little bit away from the comedy, hopefully not fully away, um, but it's going to be probably more serious. And so that's that's the part that I was most concerned with, but I think he can do it. He's been in the game for a while, and so I think he has the acting chops to to bring Iroh to life. Did you watch any of his YouTube videos by any chance? Just out of curiosity. I didn't, he, he he does a lot of like unboxing and toys and stuff oh. like that. But it's cool, yeah. He's, he's yeah. like a... Well, hey, if we call him up and we ask him for a collab, maybe he'll bring us around to the whole show. Like, he'll he'll give us a really Ooh, genuine yeah. pitch, like why we're gonna like this show. Although, although he then might watch this and be like, 
You want to check your chain over me? You hit it. Like, like you no. guys bashing the show. You try to call in Jackie Chan. You try to say you want two white guys. You you're against <laughs> diversity. <laughs> and he just like slams his laptop shut and leaves. And then some, the next <laughs> yeah. time we try to get on Netflix, we're like banned. Yeah, I don't know how um, that works. But you know, I I am very. Everyone who's familiar with him is like, oh, great casting, great, great, great casting. Me, I'm fairly in, indifferent, but I see how this could really work. I, yeah, I like him. Just that picture right there. Yeah, very. He, he passes lovable, the eyeball test, man. If he's got any yet. serious, uh, serious but level, not dramatic, serious but level chops, which I imagine he has. It seems like it seems like a big a big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, let's jump to the uh, next any, one. Any, anything else? Yeah, let's oh, no, next I, one here. I know nothing about the guy. I, I'm pleased with what a little I've got. So, no, let's go to the next one here. That's Commander Zhao yep. or Admiral Zhao or Captain Zhao or, <laughs> or whatever the hell he or, is. Or Zhao the Conqueror. Or Zhao the, or Con- Zhao the yes. Invincible. Or <laughs> oh, Zhao the Moonslayer. <laughs> I see what you um, did there. All right, I'm going to butcher this name also. Uh, hopefully not the Kin part. Kin Luang, 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 L-E-U-N-G. Sorry, very sorry, anyone. Um, so I think I you're know trying him. respectfully, so, you know, people get it. So I'm familiar with him from um, X-Men 3, which I don't think is a bad movie. A lot of people hate X-Men 3. I don't think it's that terrible. I mean, it's not great, but... He wasn't a terrible part of it. He played the guy Spike. You remember there's a scene where like the doctor lady, he walks in, he gives her, she's like scared. He plays a villain. He's like, hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. And then he uses his Spike powers and then he kills her. I do recall. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> We've had this talk before. So, it's not a bad movie. It just has oddly low stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But one of his biggest roles I think, and and they don't even show it in, in a lot of the announcements. It's rolling Rush Hour. Have you seen Rush Hour? I love Rush Hour one and two. Let me t- hold on. He is a uh, he's Juntao from the first one. No, no, he's not Juntao. He's the the bad guy with the blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. 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 He. So how is that not this... the biggest thing in his resume? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> like people usually be like the thing is is that when I when I saw this casting. I didn't even think about Rush Hour because I kind of forgot he was in Rush Hour. My mind goes straight to Edsman because that's the most recent thing. That's fair. But he is actually great in Rush Hour. Like, yeah, he's excellent. He, he's yeah, he really is. Um, he 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 does a good. He he's a good opposite of Jackie Chan. Speaking of Jackie Chan, which might have been really this cool was their comp. Like, listen, that guy's <laughs> gonna be upset if we can't Jackie Chan. They'd be like, well, we got this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but he he in, in Rush Hour he. He was a great physical match for for Jackie Chan. And it looked like from the way they shot it that he did most of his stunts. Although with Zhao, I'm not that concerned about how the baby's gonna come across because Zhao's very not uh, rudimentary in, in his Yeah, I feel like this guy would be able to pull off the martial artistry on his own. Yeah. I mean maybe they'll elevate Zhao's martial art artistry in this. Um but he seems like he's fairly well trained. I haven't looked it up, but Well even it, when I'm thinking about Rush Hour, so you actually you hit kind of a sweet spot. Rush Hour 1 and 2 are two of my favorite comedies. I would say 
it's mm-hmm. like his you would maybe say it's just a, a little heavy-handed like a little overdone when he actually has to do the acting parts the non-action parts but it's also a comedy mm-hmm. movie and also he's gonna be playing Xiao, so i think a certain amount of like over the top bad guy is not a bad thing yeah um i do feel like he's a little older than how Zhao's depicted in the cartoon but that's not an issue to me at all. The only part Absolutely. that you might think it is an issue is that sometimes you can sort of situate Zhao as being not a big brother to Zuko, but more like a a direct contender. Like Zhao is like almost like I I'm going to gain what Prince Zuko lost. Like I'm going to be the second in command to the Fire Nation, the most trusted person that the Fire Lord can have by his side. Um, that's all, almost that relationship. I've heard it in interviews, or maybe it was in a commentary, where Mike and Brian kind of mentioned something like that rivalry. Um, and so when these ages are a little bit more farther apart, it's, it maybe feels like less of a rivalry. And then when they're close, like, to me, Zhao is like 37, 40, and Zuko 17. And this guy seems like 50 or something. Like He, he seems more vet and, vet, vetted than Zhao. But hey, that's not a big issue, honestly. I would have Just pegged speaking. Zhao as a hair older. Like, I would have pegged Zhao, like, low low to mid-40s. Maybe 45. Yeah, I would have yeah. said mid-40s. And, I, you know, a little age down, a little makeup. I imagine I'll be okay. Yeah. Not a big issue at all. Yeah. Um, but no, I, the more I was initially thinking about this, you know, when this first announced, because I was thinking about Rush Hour, I was like, well, I'm not really getting getting the vibe there. Um, I, I had a choice picked out that I think it was a little better, but I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't that concerned because it's a shower, honestly. Uh, but now I'm thinking about Rush Hour. I'm liking the choice more because I, I know, I think, what's in his actors, uh, what's in his uh, repertoire. Are we allowed to substitute an episode where instead of quoting John Mulaney, we just quote Rush Hour? I don't know Rush Hour well enough to quote. Oh. Okay, just just a few clips I have watched. Chris Tucker is so hilarious. He is. I have a feeling that if we're quoting this, it only makes sense that you have to be Chris Tucker and I have to be one of the FBI guys, I guess. Uh, so I was, watching a few, I was watching a few scenes. And, you know, he comes into the place. He's like, you know what? I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick all your asses. You ready? And that guy kicks him in the head. And he's like. Which one of y'all did that? Which, which, which one of y'all did that? <laughs> like, he hit, the guy hit him so fast that he's not sure who it was. His, his acting... <laughs> His comedy tone is perfect for those two movies. Yeah. The third one, I maintain, is is bad. I mean, I, I still like watching the laugh, but it's bad. But no, those and he pairs really well with like we're talking about actors that just pair very well together. Like his back and forth with Jackie Chan, like you would have no issue <laughs> believing that those guys are probably were probably good friends on set at least at the time. Like they were having fun. Yeah, it's very evident. Yeah. There'd be times. Kata! Where... Kata! <laughs> there were times where Jackie Chan, like you could almost feel him not knowing how to react to Chris Tucker, like in real life, but also that's how it's supposed to come off in the script. You're like, that's very well done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hey, I'm excited that you, that this is a person that I've heard of, not just from one thing, but from two things. I'm starting to feel more educated already. Yeah. Seems like a great choice. And there was a yeah. third choice, uh, third pick, Chris. I didn't grab a picture, but yeah. Was... So if you if you feel educated about that one, I don't feel uneducated. Uh, so they have 
<clears throat> also, for the person who played Monkey Atsu, and that is... <laughs> Lim K. Suyo. Uh, he's been in Anna and the King in Nightwatch? Uh, I have no... I have no feelings about this whatsoever because one thing, the role of Yatsu is a fairly small role and uh, I don't know this actor's, I don't, I don't see how that role is going to expand any and I mean, maybe it will. That's fine, I guess. But it can only um, go so far and what we know is not like super yeah. rangy or anything. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I, I mean, I have no, no comment. I, got nothing if he looks the part that's going to be half the test right just kind of the eyeball test for a role like that where yeah, we need lo- to know who you are he looks the part even though we don't have a picture here just trust us he looks just, the part just google it <laughs> and, well you know what? hey for what it's worth and we throw this out there sometimes is that like we got this or we got our pictures not the news necessarily from avatarnews.co avatarnews.co and the news is up there and that's where you can see the other pictures and stuff like that and just generally a good site to kind of keep your eyes on sometimes. I think so. Uh, other other little small little tidbits. Um, Netflix announced that the production of the series would take place using new virtual production volume designed and operated by some PSO virtual production. It's 20,000 square foot stage. It's 84 feet across, 28 feet high with over 3,000 LED panels. Pretty much the same type of technology they use on shows like The Mandalorian. So if you like that, it should be a pretty good quality show. Mandalorian, and you might not be fond. I would say season one of The Mandalorian is my favorite Star Wars content, season one mm-hmm. specifically. Well, I just stopped watching yeah, like episode two because I was like, oh, I think I'll watch Star Wars Clone Wars because I think that would help me out because I know Ahsoka comes in in season two and I'm like, she seems like a cool character. I kind of want to know more of her, but then I try to watch Star Wars Clone Wars. I'm like, I'm just not into this. But... Totally understandable. Oh, also, um, no, never mind. I mentioned this already. That guy is in Man- Mandalorian. Sorry. Uh, yeah. A couple of, one other slight tidbit is that, because I'm curious about, so it's going to be like 10 episodes, uh, but like 44 to 50 minutes per episode, which technically means they have more runtime than the first season of the show does. That's kind and of... And they're going to do... Oh, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean... So I'm really curious what they're going to drop. Like, I wonder what they had the balls to do the Great Divide, where they're like, you know, let's take that and do something. I think they could do a great Great Divide episode. And we've been thinking about the Great Divide a lot lately because yes, we they have. recently reviewed it on... On the uh, official the podcast, Braving the Elements. Our Great second podcast, favorite podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about that a lot. Just how you can, The Great Divide could be a great episode. Honestly, it really could. We should do a whole episode. I think what if, we should do a what if The Let's, Great Divide was a good episode. Can, instead of what if, can we just do like a rewrite? I mean, it's sort of a well, yeah, concept, that's, that's can we just do a rewrite? That's what it would be. Yeah. That's what it would be. What if it was good? <laughs> okay, well, here's what should happen. Hey, maybe yeah. and to prep for that, I will say the the Great Divide episode, I did not like the current one where there was like a 
sort of debate, but I actually did like their their discourse in the previous one where they actually just covered it and explained some yeah. things. And after hearing them talk about it much in the way that like after hearing Chris talk about something, I will change my tune due to better context or better info. So it was good. And, you know, most people will probably be okay with the debate one also. Uh, hey, did you watch? Did you watch their fan show? No, I didn't. Did they have fans doing trivia? Oh no, that one kind of got me angry too, so I <laughs> kind of skipped it. I was like, it should have been me. No, well, I when it's... I was say it should have been Chris Ford is what it should have been. <laughs> uh, no, I just I don't. When I I guess when I listen to a podcast, the structure is very important to me. Like I want, I get I, it. I yeah. kind of want what I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. So I do, I say that as we're in the middle of a spinoff episode of ours that completely breaks all the structure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've got like four podcasts I listen to every week. And for some reason, my brain is much more accepting of the episodes that are just like how they're supposed to be. I don't know why yeah. that is. I, I'm weird. But, well, hey, I think that's uh, that's all we got for now. Outside of any final thoughts, Chris? Nope, my battery's probably about to die. Anyway, and my so. my personal like in my brain battery is about to die so i'm gonna get out of here <laughs> happy thanksgiving if you're into that sort of thing or whatever you even if you just take thursday and think about the foods that you really like to eat or whatever yeah. happy happy that you don't have to celebrate a holiday to eat a good a good meal and <laughs> thanks for bearing with us through some wacky holiday spinoff stuff we appreciate it and we'll see you next time Oh, no, I'm way too early. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't mute you yet. You can't leave. You have to stay till you're muted. Okay, now you're muted.